This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you're having just a great uh, Sunday. Our topic today is going to be the American Rescue Plan, or otherwise known as COVID Relief Stimulus Package number three. (laughs) But before we get into that, we want to give you our update on uh, our weekly uh, U.S. debt and deficit. At the time of our recording, the U.S. debt is $28,065,178,000,000. Total unfunded liabilities are, I'm sorry, $159,855,200,000,000. The debt to GDP ratio is 129.8%. Debt to taxpayer is $224,000. That does not include the $1.9 trillion COVID uh, bill that was just passed by Congress. Ouch. And as a reminder, we take those numbers from the website usdebtclock.org, and those folks get their information directly from the Federal Reserve. You know, I think it's safe to say that uh, debts in, in these amounts will never be repaid, and how Congress chooses to deal with uh, this issue is certainly going to impact you know everyone uh, who is approaching retirement and ultimately retires. So we want you to remember at Compass Retirement Advisors, we believe that tax rate risk is one of the two greatest challenges that we will face during our retirement. And unless we have some planning in place to uh, minimize this risk, uh, we really don't feel like the retirement plan would be very solid. So if you have any questions or concerns, if your current plan has not addressed tax rate risk, you know, give us a call at 812-787-0809, and my team will be happy uh, to work with you and create a plan. One more announcement before we bring in our co-host, Tony Shore. I want to remind everyone that we're hosting a series of informational seminars. Those will be uh, held in April on Thursday, April the 8th, and Tuesday, April the 13th will be at the famous Schnitzelbach restaurant in Jasper, Indiana. And that's gonna be a 6.30 start. And that is a change from our prior time. Uh, this will be at 6.30, not at six o'clock. And then on Thursday, the 15th of April, we'll be at the Gastoff Amish restaurant in Montgomery at 6.30. Reservations are required, and you can simply call my number and reserve your seat. And again, that's 812-787-0809. I'll make about a 60 minute presentation, then we'll have dinner together. And during dinner, there'll be uh, an opportunity for questions uh, and answers. So as I said, today's show, we're going to uh, dig into the recently passed uh, American Rescue Plan. And after weeks and weeks of news stories and uh, seemingly endless political back and forth, 
Uh, it has been signed into law by President Biden, and the act is wide-reaching, and we're going to talk about uh, those today, we'll talk about some of the ultimate ob- objectives. The primary objective, obviously, is to kind of grease the wheels and, and help the uh, economy you know, come back to life after uh, this last year where, where many businesses were shuttered, many people were laid off. Uh, schools were closed, and fortunately here in southwest Indiana, most of our schools uh, were able to reopen fairly quickly. But uh, it's $1.9 trillion, and that earmark of about $1,400 for qualifying Americans. And and that's got most of, of the news. The lion's share of the attention has been on the amount of money that goes to the individuals. But we're going to peel back a few of the layers today and, and look at some of the other things that were included in the legislation. But uh, now it's time to bring in uh, my excellent co-host, my friend, uh, Tony Shore. Tony, uh, thanks for being there uh, with us again today. We hope uh, things are well in your world. Yeah, no problem. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Mike. I'm excited about this topic because there's a lot to this thing. I, I mean, it's huge. And, you know, all we've really been hearing about is the $1,400 stimulus uh, checks or payments uh, that are going out. Uh, a lot of people probably have, have theirs now, uh, some folks anyway, that got the direct deposit. So I'm interested to dig into it a bit more. But, yeah, I've been great. Uh, I have had a, a great time this week, been pretty busy. How about you, Mike? Are you keeping busy? I know you love hearing from the listeners and meeting with folks. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting calls. We're getting questions from things that we uh, have, have mentioned on uh, the radio show. We, we've met some, uh, some new people. We, we've been able to explain in more detail some of the things that we've discussed on um, the, the show. So, uh, yeah, things are, are quite busy um, and, and all, all in good ways. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm sure a healthy number of people out there have been following this. Uh, it's called the American Rescue Plan, but we all talk about it. It's the stimulus bill uh, that was just passed, the stimulus package. But uh, truth be told, again, this thing is long and detailed. So rolling up our sleeves and, and digging into some of the act's highlights is going to be great today. How do you want to get us rolling with that, Mike? Well, uh, we're going to refer to uh, a really good article in Investopedia again. Uh, this one was entitled The American Rescue Plan and then Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package. And that'll be our guide today. Uh, this article, Tony, begins by breaking down the act. Uh, we want to remember that this is the third stimulus act to make its way through Congress. You know, the first bill was $2 trillion. The second bill was you know 900 billion so it doesn't take much uh, in the way of math to know that that's a whole lot of stimulus but you know let's be be honest you know we were in some pretty uh, drastic times and and drastic measures uh, were needed are needed uh, to help uh, America recover you know in addition to the direct payments uh, the act includes extended unemployment payments uh, continuation of eviction and foreclosure moratoriums, um, a bump up in the child tax credit, and they also made that fully uh, refundable. And finally, the act also supplies money to state and local governments to help cover uh, lost you know, tax revenue. When businesses were closed and people weren't working, 
you know, the states weren't taking in uh, tax revenue. Uh, there's money for schools. Uh, some schools uh, in, the, in the larger metropolitan areas uh, haven't opened, uh, but there's uh, various um, school funding uh, projects included you know, within in the, po- the program from kindergarten through uh, eighth grade. And uh, there's also funds to subsidize COVID-19 testing and, and vaccination uh, delivery. So there's quite a lot to it. Right. And, and all those things sound really good. I mean, you know, the ta- child tax care credit and uh, money to state and local governments. And uh, I think that's, you know, and there's some for money for businesses in there and in places where schools haven't been opened up money to try to get them uh, help them open up. I think this is good information. And, um, you know, without like aid to state and local governments, uh, a lot of Americans may have been looking at uh, even more tax hikes locally or cut to government services. So that's important. Tell us, though, uh, a little bit more about the direct payments. Sure. Um, the act, as we said, uh, provides a $1,400 payment, you know, to single people if they're making 75000 or less annually. And that number builds on the $600 from the second stimulus uh, to arrive. So that total is 2000. I know there were uh, a lot of uh, people thinking that this was going to be an additional $2,000 on top of the 600. And you know, most people remember uh, that as uh, some campaigning promises. Uh, they thought it was going to be, like I said, on top of the, the 600. But, you know, that's just not the way uh, political speak works. And uh, especially reminds me of, you know, the Senate campaign there uh, in, in Georgia. I have uh, family that live in Georgia, and that was quite a, a big topic whenever uh, the bill was passed. And there's only $1,400 there. A lot of people in Georgia felt like uh, they were promised uh, an additional 600. They think that they come up $600 short with this, uh, this new uh, package. Right. Uh, couples uh, with an adjusted gross income of 150000 or less will receive uh, the full uh, stimulus amount. And there's also additional funds for uh, dependents uh, who qualify for payments. So it's important to note you know, that these payments for the individuals, though, uh, they're reduced as the income increases from the 75 up to 80,000 where um, it, it, it's kind of the cutoff line. And for couples, the stimulus uh, is adjusted between the 150 and then disappears altogether uh, at 160. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that, even though it's probably a safe bet. A lot of people out there already understand the direct payments just because of the media attention it's received. But let's dig into this thing further and what we haven't been hearing about. Like, what about the unemployment benefits? Well, I think that's a very important part for, you know, a number, a good number of Americans. And so the American Rescue Plan does extend uh, unemployment benefits. The amount is $300 a week, and that will be through September the 26th of this year. Now, as important as the 300 is, it's also important that they've allowed the first $10,200 of unemployment benefits received 
um, to be tax-free for families that make 150,000 uh, or less. And you know, if they had taxes withheld, you know, in in the 2020 unemployment benefit, you might want to consider going back and uh, amending your tax return and uh, you know recovering uh, any taxes that that any of our listeners might have paid on those unemployment benefits. So I think that's a helpful provision. Yeah, very. Uh, so does the act, speaking of unemployment, what about the COBRA, which is unemployment uh, healthcare extension? That's certainly an area of pandemic concern for a lot of people. That really is, Tony. And uh, as I was you know, reading and studying you know, the provisions of, of the bill, uh, I was happy to see you know, COBRA uh, extended here. Uh, there's a 100% subsidy of the COBRA health insurance premium so the unemployed can you know, maintain that employer health care. And that subsidy is good through the uh, end of September. And the reason I say I'm glad to see that, uh, we, we have some family members who um, are getting caught in, in this unemployment and uh, the loss of, of the health care is an important issue. So knowing that there's a somewhat of a, a safety net there with the, the 100% subsidy through the end of, of September was really helpful uh, to, to some of those in, in our family. Uh, another critical part is um, the extension of the eviction and foreclosure moratorium. And more specifically, the legislation allocates $30 billion in emergency rental assistance and another $10 billion in uh, basic mortgage assistance. Wow. That, that's something. It, you know, it's like $30 billion here, $10 billion there. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I, at first, I'm like, well, I can't wrap my head around $1.9 trillion. I still can't. But, you know, I'm like, how do they get to that number? But I guess, you know, with, a, with tens of billions here, tens of billions there, <laughs> it adds up pretty quickly. Uh, and I know the act also addresses food assistance. Uh, what details can you give us on that, Mike? Well, Tony, you know, we saw a lot of food assistance needs, you know, here locally in southwest Indiana. Uh, I remember seeing um, news stories where cars were in lines for miles and miles. And again, I think this is another area that that the government uh, has served us well uh, in in the food assistance. Uh, The particular provision here in, in, in this act uh, gives FEMA $510 million for emergency food and shelter programs. And with that, you know, they offer you know, overnight shelter, uh, meals. Uh, they can help with rent and mortgage assistance. And, and there's also um, money in there to help individuals uh, with uh, their utility payments. Uh, another provision um, adds e- emergency nutritional assistance to folks who were on food stamps. Uh, There's a 15% increase in benefits now, and that will again last through the end of September, uh, and rather than the original expiration date, which uh, was June the 30th. And then there's an additional 5 billion to the pandemic EBT program, and that program supplies school children with emergency nutritional benefits and uh, there's also money that will provide another 800 million in funding to the um, uh, women, infants, and children's program. So, um, a lot of money uh, in this bill 
going to, you know, food and shelter programs. I think that's, that's a good thing. Right. Very. But that's a lot of numbers. And I'm sure it represents a grateful segment of people. Uh, and this is a great discussion that we're having today. We should probably take a quick break to let our listeners know, Mike, how they can get a hold of you and set up a complimentary consultation to make sure they have a solid financial plan in place. Well, it's always best just to call me direct and I'll answer the phone. Direct lines 812-787-0809. Our website is compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. And uh, you can drop me an email at uh, mgraber at compassra.com. And we'll be happy to answer any questions, address any concerns that you have uh, about uh, your retirement path. Awesome. I think that's great. And I think it's been a great show today. We're talking about the recently passed American Rescue Plan, the $1.9 trillion stimulus package that was recently passed. And you're making an effort here to whittle down some of these complexities, get a better sense of what parts may apply to the folks out there. And You've definitely hit some high points about it in our first segment, but I know there's a lot of critical information left to talk about. So what do you have next for us? Well, the, the next thing that, that we're going to talk about, uh, Tony, uh, is an, another part of the Investopedia article, and it's uh, the expanded child tax credit. Uh, clearly, if you have kids of your own or you have children who have children, it's a really big deal. Uh, this legislation provides $3,000 in yearly payments for each child between the ages of uh, 6 and 17. And for $3,600 for each child under the age of 6 for couples who are making $150,000 or less for single parents who make 112,500 or less annually. And these payments are delivered through direct deposit each month. If you have one child under six, you receive 300 per month. And if you have a child between the ages of six and 17, you'll get uh, 250 a month. And there's a lot of numbers there and a lot of age groups uh, almost need uh, a spreadsheet to keep keep track of those differences. But uh, <laughs> just know that you know, there's good news in the plan for those who have uh, children. Um, the, the benefits, uh, I think, are, are good numbers, and, and they're going to be very helpful as, as families you know, seek to, to turn things around and, and put their uh, budget on, on more solid ground here uh, post-pandemic. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, if you qual- for the families out there that qualify, uh, that extra bit of money each month is really going to help uh, with buying groceries, sneakers, jeans, and, and all the things that kids need. Does the legislation do anything for college students, though? Well, Tony, that one didn't turn out, you know, quite uh, to the benefit of college students as, as was expected. Uh, it's just not quite as good news there. But while the plan doesn't directly include student loan forgiveness, uh, it does contain a provision that any student loan forgiveness legislation that's passed in the future between uh, this just last December all the way through January 1st of, of 2026, that that loan forgiveness will be tax-free. And remember, most 
of the time, when a loan is forgiven, it's treated as taxable uh, income. So they've already put in the legislation that any student loan uh, forgiveness is going to be um, tax-free. Now, I, I do expect separate legislation on the student loan uh, forgiveness uh, issue. Um, in, the, in the last 10 days or so, uh, the number seems to be $50,000 that, that uh, is being bantered back and forth. Uh, so we may see something you know, in the range of $50,000 uh, of student loan uh, forgiveness. Uh, probably not uh, in, in the next month or two, but I, I do think something is going to, to take place there. Wow. Uh, l- let me stick with education here just a little longer uh, for uh, younger students. Uh, the American Rescue Plan does provide $130 billion for K-12 through education. Wow. And this money is earmarked uh, for reduced class sizes. And I think whatever the impetus for it, I think reduced class sizes you know, is, is a good thing. The teacher-student you know, ratio oh, yeah. Yeah. is critical. So uh, if we get there with a little bit of uh, COVID relief money, then, then I'm all for it. And then uh, there's money to uh, improve ventilation in the schools, um, add the uh, PPE uh, equipment, and there are uh, funds uh, that will, you know, help schools, you know, that uh, haven't reopened, uh, put things in place uh, to help to help them reopen. So, uh, all in all, quite uh, a lot of money, you know, on uh, the educational side, and, and some good, you know, hope at least for those on uh, the student loan forgiveness. I, like I said, I do think something's going to to happen there. Sure. Well, and I, I think that's interesting, and, and I think we just heard an audible sigh of relief from uh, parents listening right now, uh, the money being put into education. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I also want to mention here, Tony, before I, I forget this one, there's $40 billion for colleges and, and universities uh, in the form of emergency financial aid grants to students. And the, the additional $40 billion will find its way, you know, uh, also through child care providers. Um, child care and development block grant money is included uh, in, in the legislation. And there's also $1 billion uh, for Head Start programs. Well, and uh, I think uh, the arrival now of the vaccines and the passage of this American Rescue Plan has people feeling more optimistic that maybe we could return to normal life here at some point. But our time is up for the show today. It just flew by. Is there anything you want to add before we go? No, Tony, uh, just uh, our our usual reminder that uh, we're here to help uh, folks put a retirement plan in place that addresses uh, the various risks. Uh, Obviously, COVID uh, threw a wrench into a, a lot of plans. Uh, changed uh, contributions to, to 401ks last year if people were laid off. Uh, we would uh, think people need to maybe revisit their budget and make sure that things they put into their budget for uh, the extra time that they spent at home and now they're resuming their, their, their normal lifestyle. You know, Make sure you take those things back out if you're not going to continue uh, with uh, the extra streaming uh uh, entertainment and things at home, but you know we've talked a lot about this 1.9 trillion on top of uh, the other monies that have been allocated for COVID relief this year, and, and ultimately that money uh, is is from the taxpayer. The government doesn't make money on their own; they take money from the taxpayer 
And that ultimately means we're going to pay higher taxes. And if our retirement income plan doesn't have provisions in there that uh, uh, offset the uh, loss of, of our income by taxes, uh, we sure would encourage our, our listeners to contact us and, and make sure that uh, their plan is reviewed and that they're in a good place and, and prepared for uh, the higher taxes that are coming down the road. All right. Thanks, Mike. A lot to it. Thanks for unpacking this bill for us. There's a lot to understand and know, but that does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with Mike Kramer. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and ChangePath LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified find representatives prior to implementation.